Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Standing Stanley Tucci. I'm David. And I'm Hannah and guys, we have a wild one for you today. It's a it's a live wire. <laughs> it's a live wire. We have Prelude to a Kiss. Uh, 1992. Uh, this is um, a film based on a on a Broadway play. Yes. I, I I'm not uh, entirely sure if, if if Tucci was in the stage production. He was not, but Alec Baldwin was. Alec Baldwin was. Meg Ryan was not. No. This is one of the early sort of Meg Ryan romantic, uh, magical realism dramas of the 90s yeah along with the one that she did with Nicolas Cage about angels and Kate and Leopold I, which had time travel <laughs> and Hugh Jackman I feel like the only reason people today still really know this movie at all is because Meg Ryan is in it otherwise they would have no idea what this was but I think that, I think it's also the the rest of the cast which are also sort of bizarrely relevant figures today it's, Alec Baldwin Stanley Tucci and uh also, uh, our whom we also for this week, Kathy Bates has like a walk-on role uh, as whom we also as just the daughter of the old man who, <laughs> spoiler alert, switches bodies with Meg Ryan uh, at her wedding, resulting and hijinks in ensue. Hijinks, but more like waxing poetic about like the nature of life and experience and. <laughs> oh, d- women and men and, oh, to give birth and to be a man and to be old, to be young, to to be of this mortal flesh and whatnot and mm. so on and so forth. And I mean, a it's a play. Like, of course. Right. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, this is, I think this is the first movie that Tucci is in that isn't set in New York or shot in New York in yeah. some way, shape, or form. We're in yeah. Chicago now. Chicago, and, you know, not that we are at all unique in this, but uh, when when David used to live in Chicago, I, I went with him to a very famous bar, the Green Light, the Green Light, and who should be in this movie but the Green Light? Uh, kismet! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, the, the Green Light, it's uh, supposedly one of the places that... Al Capone would go to, but every bar in Chicago claims that, so... I mean, this one's just famous because it's in all the movies. I guess so, yeah. It's a, it's movie famous. Um, it is! But so, what's Tucci's role? How would you describe Tucci's role in this film? So, Tucci is, like, the best friend character to Alec Baldwin. Right. But, like, instead of being, like, goofy and kind of fun-loving, he just, by chance, introduces the two of them. And then is like, you know, girls don't like to suck your dick. So, later. okay. So I think like, Tucci is one of the most interesting and sort of contradictory characters in this movie. Um, yeah. He, he's, he's sort of a bizarre figure. First of all, I mean, I don't think of Tucci as the best friend, best man, wingman type. I don't know if we'll ever see him fulfilling that role again, actually. Uh, it's certainly not, like, what he's known for. But in it, he, you know, he's sort of playing, like, this, you know, hey, women, you know, right? Like, women women are trash. Getting married? Like, that's not for me. I'm, like, a, I'm like a bachelor. Like, 
like a forever bachelor in fact yeah like the kind oh. of bachelor who's sort of really turned on by alec baldwin but this is yeah, all like subtext it's, there's no text textual references to it and i think that this Fill is an out example your shipping of... card <laughs> i'm shipping hard yeah I'm, I'm really pushing against against canon at this point but I, I mean do it i love I, it i think that this is like an example of tucci when he's not being directed you know i think that like for some of the other films where he's sort of a background role he's still being directed in that he's being blocked there are shots where it's 100 percent his face and like he's give, being given some kind of direction I, I think in you know men of respect or whatever i think he was being told how to play that role in this one i feel like he's getting nothing from the director um really yeah, because you just see him in the background of shots and he like like why is he specifically in that shot? It's he's he's often in the same shots with Meg Ryan's parents, just sort of kind of mm. mugging in the background, sort of like making faces and and sort of generally being perturbed by the events that are going on. I guess. I just I think of him in this movie as like this is Tucci directing himself sort of beginning his 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 path towards being an actor's director uh-huh. do you like it or i like it seems <laughs> like it's it's not a good thing well it's it's just weird there's nothing normal about this movie i mean everything about it is like wrong for like a typical hollywood screenplay because it's which i kind of love about it play um yeah I but, love it. But, you know, it's just like, you know, the introduction to Alec Baldwin's character is he's like standing on a, you know, standing in the moonlight a under, under a clock yeah. tower and he's there's, waxing there's poetic about, oh, it, women are like, like a roller coaster, you know, uh, and, and there's a sign that says, uh, ride at your own risk. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely weird. Like, and and the romance, you know, between the two of them, which takes up, like, the first, like... 40 minutes. 30 to 40 minutes of the entire movie. Like, we got almost halfway through this before we get, like, any of the body-switching action. You know, there's a long part of this movie that is just, like, an erotic romance because there's a lot of making out and sexy scenes that happen right but also it undercuts the sexy pretty much at every turn like they'll start to disrobe but then they'll just kind of stop to have a conversation about like their (laughs) backstories or whatever and then it'll cut away and then it'll cut to like alec baldwin looking like he just got you know he like he just finished and then they're like (laughs) eating fruit loops on the floor so uh it's you know they're sort of undercutting the sexiness at every turn including the fact that like you know there's a scene later where an old man in meg ryan's body tells uh alec baldwin to put a baby in me (laughs) which is just gross yeah that it's weird um (laughs) yeah like it's not a perfect movie by any means but it's a very interesting movie. Right. Um, I think in contrast to Billy Bathgate, Tucci, whereas in Billy Bathgate, Tucci shows up after the hour mark. In this movie, yeah. he's introduced in the very first scene immediately, and then he only is in the movie for the first hour, and then he ducks right. out for the finale and doesn't get to see any of like the re- the resolution. 
but he's yeah. introduced, yeah, as like the wingman sort of setting up these two star-crossed lovers, whatever. Honestly, an entirely extraneous character does not need to be here. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they could have just met at the party. You, I mean, you need you need somebody for for Alec Baldwin to sort of confide in about this bizarre happenstance. Otherwise, he's just a crazy guy, you know, who's just <laughs> talking to himself. So he needs somebody later in the movie once the body switch happens to be like, did you ever think that you know if if two people could switch, could one person pretend to be another person without really knowing them? But like that could literally have been anyone like it did not need to be his best man at the wedding you know like it's just <laughs> well you're gonna have a best man at the wedding anyway because it's a wedding so why not make it a character i guess whatever um, but he i don't has know. some I he think... has some bizarre lines uh, the, the character's name is taylor they call him tay and uh you know he, he's got some bizarre bizarre lines in this one one is uh saying that you know, marriage, it's its inevitable. It's just another step. It's like sliding down a ban- uh, banister that turns into a razor blade. So, again, it's Oh, this, getting castrated it's by this, marriage. Yeah, castration and marriage. And then immediately after that, he, like, gives Alec Baldwin a big old smooch on the cheek. Uh, and then while they're getting married, while the actual ceremony is taking place, he's, like, right at the edge of frame, just kind of, like, pursing his lips a lot. Just going like... Mm. But he is the first one to cheer after they kiss. Well, you know, he's got to put on a show. Everyone claps and he's like, Woo! Yeah! Kiss her again! (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's also a scene where we see them at work where I think it's... Alec Baldwin works for like a scientific journal producing microfiche. Um, which for those of you who were born after, you know, 1999, uh, is this (laughs) thing in libraries. It's extremely tiny film that you can zoom in on to, to, you know, it's a more efficient way to store lots of information, Yeah. (laughs) but he's at work and he's just surrounded by like (laughs) pills and like Advil and like Pepto-Bismol and like, he's like, he's clearly been partying all, all night or something or, you know, going clubbing or something but they don't really like go into it he's just sort of there and he's just sort of hung over and he doesn't really say it's the most nothing of a scene and he's like hey hey, hey, i kind of definitely fucked and tucci's like i was gonna fuck that right but without dialogue (laughs) yeah um yeah i guess yeah I, i but you can read it as he wanted to fuck that girl or you could read it as he wanted to fuck alec baldwin fuck alec baldwin Uh, that's so true very possible so true um if you're watching the video podcast, you can see uh, on on my shoulder uh, Tucci doing his iconic underbite thing that we pointed out in Men of Respect. Uh, so I think we're identifying some key Tucci mannerisms. Also, when he's hungover, he does his patented finger on forehead to show stress, which we talked about in Thirty Something. He's he's playing the hits, you know. Yeah. So like, what is this physicality movie? Physicality is really starting what to is, blossom. What is like the theme of this movie? Like, we were talking a lot about body switching episodes in our other podcast, talking <laughs> tropes. So what is the body switch yes. doing? I think it's saying trans rights personally. It's saying trans rights. Yeah. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> Because Alec Baldwin really loves the old man, like. But he like he's not 
he's not sexually attracted to the old man and the old man doesn't wear women's clothing because he's he has the soul of Meg Ryan inside of him. Right. Exactly. He's just a man, but Alec Baldwin still loves talking to him and being with him and like is so relieved to like find his wife in this man's body and like you know is like I'm not sexually attracted but like I love you and if you weren't gonna die in a year I'd continue just loving you like I don't know like I like the speech that the old guy no they seem pretty intent on getting getting her original body back they concoct a whole scheme where they they get the parents to uh because she's gonna die right i mean there's stakes they've certainly put in some sort of hollywood style ticking clock in in there um I, i don't know if that's what it's saying it's not simply saying it's good to love somebody for their soul regardless of their gender because I don't even think that is a very like trans accepting sort of issue. It's it's really I I don't I mean obviously Meg Ryan in this film is not really a trans man. She just sort of wanted to uh, to experience being an old man for like the heck for the heck of it, you know, for the for I the mean, novelty. That's... Why not? Like, there's nothing wrong with being, like, wanting to explore your gender in that way. Like, I don't think sure, that's bad. Sure, but so, I, I don't think that that is an And inherently... I don't think it's trivializing of, like, trans people who, you know, are not trying out the identity and then deciding, no, this isn't for me. They just had a different experience. Well, let me you know? let me put it this way. I, I'm not saying that it's trivializing transness, but it's sort of playing in a very 1990s style of I want to be a woman because of the 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 inherent uh, eroticism of of being able to give birth. You know, like that's. I don't think it was talking about eroticism, but there was definitely some bioessentialism. Right. So saying like, oh, to be a young woman in a young woman's skin with her smell, a woman's smell and a woman's, uh, you know, sleep on the woman's side of the bed is a line (laughs) (laughs) to see, to turn to a man and see your man in your bed. Like it's, it's very, there's a lot of essentializing going on. And I There's think that ultimately, ultimately, all of the you know gender switching is is to to lend itself to this theme that's more that it's it's just saying the fantasy of uh, a man who knows you better than your parents, you know, who could identify <laughs> you e- even when your own father doesn't recognize you. And who would love you even after you've aged because there's all this reference yeah. to being in in a in a you know being an old married couple right and it's like you know oh you know what if meg ryan grew old and had a mustache would you still love me and then this is putting that to the test because now she's an old man (laughs) Um, yeah there was a there was and, a, a Futurama you know, episode this, where uh, they, this... they do a lot of body switching and Leela poses this same question to Fry and asks if he would still be attracted to her if she was um, the professor, you know, the old man. Yeah. And then he turns into Zoidberg and it's like, ah, ha, ha, would they still be attracted to each other? And then they just make out to prove it Mm -hmm. to stick it to each other i mean but this doesn't have that cynicism to it 
What does it have? I think it's it's genuine and hopeful. I don't know. Maybe I'm a big sap, but like, I I was touched. I watched this with my fiance and the two of us. You know, we're like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna right. love you when Would you're you old and gross. Would you love me if I was an ugly monster? Would you love yeah. me? Would you love me if I was? If I wasn't so so pretty, you know, it's just it's just this classic like, you know, fantasy of of what you know romance is that right, it's but like in this totally case, essentially it's, uh, it's... spiritual and not uh, not based on. I mean, it's not even like she has the same mind, you know. She's gone senile when she's in the no, old she man's hasn't. body. Yeah, she starts like, you know, behaving. Uh, irrationally and forgetting things. I didn't notice that. Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> she says at one point, I'm not senile. Like, Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that that was saying that she was. Because <laughs> she was denying it. No, because remember earlier in the movie, she can never remember things even when she's young. Okay, well... There's only certain things. I, I don't think it's that. It's, it's not really essential to my point, which is just that this is... This is less a movie about sort of transcending the the bounds of the human experience through and seeing things through another person's perspective than it is the fantasy of being known and having all of your mannerisms be, you know, cataloged where Alec Baldwin can say, oh, she's not the same. She doesn't eat the same. She doesn't chew the same. She doesn't sit the same and recognize, oh, the glint in her eye is gone and that you would be able to, you know, immediately identify her in the body of an old man at a bar and and know that it was her, your soulmate. I think it's that fantasy. Sure. I love it. It's a good fantasy as far as I'm concerned. Which I think, you know, all of Meg Ryan's movies in the 90s are fantasies, right? Sure. But I, I think, you know, as far as romance tropes go, it's hard to argue that that's a, like, bad one? Or, like, would you say that it's a bad or, like unhealthy in some way i i just i just think that it it's not like really a character driven story it's just like what if you had the best possible man <laughs> who in this case is alec baldwin of all people right <laughs> um you know i, I will say I guess there's nothing wrong with fantasy it's just like I don't think it's I don't think it's that compelling. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's easy to say I it, I guess it doesn't have to be compelling for you. I was compelled. Guess I'm a big sap. Um, <laughs> but I always need love stories with a twist and in this one it's that he kisses the Meg Ryan in the old man's body and he's like <laughs> I I love you. Right. <laughs> like, that was that was good. It was a good old smoocheroo, too. Like, they were not playing around. And I think the old man who got his, like, this was his first um, uh, film role at 71. He got this role. He'd been on, I think, Broadway for, like, years or something. Oh, Um, he was a well-known actor at the time. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, no, no, no. I think it's some, I was reading they said oh, really? he didn't get his his movie break until he was seventy one, oh, which wow. I assume was in this movie. Oh well, maybe I I, I he looked familiar to me. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's just an old man. Maybe he just looks like an old man. <laughs> yeah, I think he really just looks like an old man. Um, regardless, though, he I think he did a great job. I loved his little monologue about how we're all gonna die. 
as... Right, that's the other thing that the movie's about, besides the, just the pure fantasy. Because, you know, it has to be Broadway. It has to be, like, literary. So, yeah. it's... The other thing that it's about is how after we get married to someone, we feel like we can't recognize them. Like, it's not the person who I fell in love with. And then as they age, they, they their body changes completely, but we rediscover what we loved about them in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, so it's sort of a, a sweeping, like, you know, the, the whole point of life is this. And right. the fact that We're Meg Ryan in the beginning die, is no so unwilling, you know, is, is so against having children in a world so terrible in 1991. I so, know. But, like, David, that's when our parents were having us, basically. Right, I know. I'm saying, like, you know, now... They're probably right. Now you can start having that conversation, but, like... No, I mean, then. in 91? Are you kidding me? With your kid with a million dollars of college debt and in a pandemic and Yeah, economy? but she didn't know I don't that know. was going to happen. She was talking about, like, drugs on the street, which is not a problem <laughs> for me. <laughs> drugs and gangbangers. What, David? You weren't, you weren't offered crack cocaine it's an it's actually kind of a conservative viewpoint right like it's the cultural yeah. decay of the 90s and then yeah. we have to solve it with you know drug well, war. but she's she is a, a faux, communist no she's a faux socialist faux socialist right because <laughs> she leaves the party after two years that was one work. of the most bizarre scenes when alec baldwin and old man in meg ryan's body are at their jamaican honeymoon and uh alec baldwin's just like Hey, why don't all the blacks just kill all the whites? And then, um, and then Meg Ryan's, Meg Ryan's like, like, you should give them your money. If you think they're so poor, why don't you, why don't you donate all your money to charity? Uh, who cares about the blacks? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a very bizarre scene. Very nineties sort of like, it's very weird trying to like what why what would he care about in meg ryan's like political views at the time right oh that she's she's class based she's a class reductionist in fact yeah yeah oh my god um it's very weird the the only other thing that i want to say is i want to finish up my stanley tucci is playing is playing closeted gay man okay uh which is the scene that you referenced at the beginning where Alec Baldwin is is talking about how Meg Ryan doesn't do the same thing sexually because she's an old man. Um, and uh, and uh, Tucci is like, she's not giving a blowjob. Let me tell you something. No woman likes to give a blowjob. So obviously it's a reference to, again, what he's saying about marriage, which is that it like takes all the sex and fun out of your life. And that's why he's going to stay a bachelor forever. But also he says no women like to give blowjobs. That's meaning, true. you know, if you want to all the gay guys the, I know hit the company bathroom, the executive <laughs> toilets and just go to town. <laughs> I like this queer reading uh that you've given Stanley Tucci. It's why well, he just, he's allowed to play gay. He just seems so like like bitter about the two of them getting together despite the <laughs> and then he says something like I've never had sex or or like Oh yeah, sex. Yeah. I remember that. Like, like he's he wants to have sex, but he can't, even though he like right. goes to all these parties and takes his shirt off and you right. know, shows his pecs and whatever. So it just makes me think like he's a closet case. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a polite way of putting it, but uh, sure. <laughs> well, okay, it's the nineties. 
It's the 90s. Oy. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, again, I'm all here for gay Stanley Tucci headcanons. I'm, I'm apparently standing bisexual Alan Baldwin, uh, Alec Baldwin, so. <laughs> right. I mean, he doesn't like the old man's feet. I guess, but no. you know that just makes him a foot fetishist, not a, not a, not a straight, not a you yeah. know, zero Kinsey scale person. <laughs> he kisses the old man. He does. He kisses. I'm just saying. Just doesn't like his feet. He just doesn't like his feet. Um. Yeah. So, uh, do do we want to talk about Kathy Bates at all? Uh, we mentioned her briefly as our whomst we also for the week. But I mean, do we? Yeah, it's just she does. Like we do, whom we do also stand her completely. But she she doesn't really have a role in this movie, which is why she didn't come up. She just sort of is giving expositional dialogue, saying like, "Hey, my dad's dying." Dad, you've got cancer, and your liver sucks. Blurg. Blurg. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you everybody knows Kathy Bates. She was in Misery. She was mm-hmm. in Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the office for that one season. That was good. <laughs> um, yes. What What else? What What do you like? Her. In? I mean, she's in a lot of things. Uh, she She has won uh, an Academy Award, two primetime enemies, two enemies. Jesus, Emmys, uh, two Golden Globe Awards. <laughs> um, you know, she's very well decorated. Let me scroll down to her filmography just so that. You know, I can get a sense. Oh, she's in the uh, 1999 remake of Annie. She's Miss Hannigan in that. Not bad, you know, to get... I mean, Kathy Bates being Carol Burnett, I mean, like, I think I think it plays. She was in Fried Green Tomatoes right before yes. this, which is sort of a cult classic. Um, yeah. Whereas this is kind of not a cult classic. No. But maybe it will be after all of you go to see it. <laughs> For, for the two. Oh, she's also uh, in the B-movie. We cannot forget her right, role in the B-movie as Janet Benson, which is, I believe, the B's mother. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> um, for a fun bit of trivia, uh, when I was watching this with my fiancé, he came in a little bit late and went, why is that guy talking like Alec Baldwin? Yeah, And I had to inform that? him that it was, in fact, Alec Baldwin. Right. Let's talk about, like, hair for a second. Like, Alec yeah. Baldwin's hair in the 90s was crazy. And so Tucci's much. hair would, would then fall out. And I think maybe the next time that the two of them acted together is a 30 Rock episode that we're going to get to in 50 million years. And it's just crazy <laughs> to see... That his like Alec Baldwin's hair has just gotten more swoopy, swoopy, and, and you know crazy. And Tucci's I mean hair his hairline, <laughs> his hairline has definitely receded since this film. Uh, not but even not really near, that much. It's just like more swoopy and less black. You know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> oof. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, and for your patience over our hiatus from last week, um, we'll be back at you again in next week with another regular talking tropes. 
Wait, this is a bizarre trivia thing on IMDb related to Kathy Bates. Okay. It says, the day after Kathy Bates won the Oscar for her role in Misery, she filmed a scene with Alec Baldwin where fans asked for their autographs. She later walked her dog and forgot to bring a cleanup bag and wound up using a fan's discarded autograph she found on the ground. <laughs> That's so funny. That is unsourced. There's absolutely no way to verify it. <laughs> but that is an Alec Baldwin, Kathy Bates story. 